Blog Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Deliverance is next. Parental discretion is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. Scattered preached the word wherever they went. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Christ, the Messiah there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the signs he performed, they all paid very close attention to what he had said. For with shrieks, Evil spirits came out of many, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was great joy in that city. This was taken from the books, book of Acts of the Apostles, chapter 8, verse 7. It says, for with shrieks, evil spirits came out of many. One thing we have seen in the many, many thousands of exorcisms and deliverances we have conducted over the years, one thing that evil spirits will do when they're threatened, when they're being driven out in the name of Jesus Christ, is that they will cry out with shrieks. They will be shrieking, loud shrieks. This is something we have seen over and over again throughout the world. Evil spirits cry out. Now, why do they cry out? It's because they're in pain. They're in agony because the judgment of God, the wrath of Jesus Christ, is being placed upon them as they're being forced, driven out, expelled in the name of Jesus Christ out of a body that they have been in, in many cases, for many, many years. And oftentimes, generationally, they've been in the bloodline, the family bloodline, for many, many generations. So they're crying out, for they know. As they're being driven out, they're being sent to the pit. And hopefully, you are sending them to the pit. I don't want them roaming. When you're driving out a spirit out of someone, I don't want them roaming on planet Earth. Send them to the pit, the abyss. That's why there's loud shrieks. I've heard them everywhere. I've heard them in Australia, in Asia, in Africa, in South America, Central America, North America. I've heard them in Europe. I've heard loud shrieks all throughout Europe, conducting exorcisms and deliverances. And tonight... 
I want to share a little bit of our experiences in, in the exorcism ministry in Europe. In particular, I want to talk about the loud shrieks in Blankenheim on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with a reminder for all Jesus freaks from the Voice of the Martyrs. We're aware that many stories of persecution reported by the Voice of the Martyrs are inappropriate for children. For this radio broadcast, we edit some of the more gruesome details. But we're still counting on parents to filter, explain, and give context to the stories of torture and murder, stories that must be told. We encourage parents to lift up martyrs as heroes and be ready to explain Christ's words in Matthew chapter 10, verse 39, Whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. For kid-friendly resources from VOM to use at home, Sunday school, youth group, or even vacation Bible school, go online to persecution.com. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with a thought from the Voice of the Martyrs. Did you ever wonder why Jesus still had scars from the crucifixion even after his glorified body was resurrected? Maybe it's because there's something beautiful about scars when they point others to God. The Apostle Thomas said, When I see his hands and put my fingers into the nail holes, when I put my hand into the hole in his side made by that Roman spear, then I'll believe he is risen. Eight days later, doubting Thomas saw, touched, and believed. In the same way, the scars of today's persecuted believers remind us of Jesus' sacrifice on our behalf. For more good news, go online to persecution.com. in Rome, London, Berlin, Munich, the Vatican City, Paris, Stockholm, Frankfurt, Amsterdam, and a host of other cities. But one of our more interesting missions took place in Germany, where I was invited to address a very late night youth rally in a small town outside of a major city. Now, Germany has a rich, a very rich Christian tradition. But as you know, they also have a a very darkened, spiritually darkened past. Many blessings 
had been forth, been brought forth from Germany, and many doorways, though, have been also been opened up to demons. My wife and I encountered a few of these demons in this small town called Blankenheim. After a four-hour-plus trip from Castle on the train, we arrived to this small community that was hosting a weekend of youth meetings. A good friend of mine invited me to address one of the televised meetings. Obviously, I was very honored to be present to share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, and the message of deliverance. Now, just prior to speaking before this group, I discerned that someone at this well-attended rally was bound by evil spirits. So after presenting the gospel, I began to pray over the young people. There was a 15-year-old teenager that was sitting right in front of the platform that I was standing on who suddenly went into violent convulsions as the demons inside of him reacted to the prayers. Oh, I wish you could have been there that night. The power of God was very tangible. The preaching of the gospel was filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And as a result of the strong presence of Jesus Christ, the evil spirits within this young man went berserk. The demons went berserk as they were being affected by the prayers. And loud shrieks could be heard throughout the meeting hall. Very loud cries. The demons mangled the boy. They, I mean, they literally mangled this body's, this boy's body, and caused this boy to go into a violent frenzy. I'm speaking of a very intense violence. The attending youth were in complete shock. Unfortunately, my my wife was videotaping the event, and you could see. On the video, these demons manifesting powerfully, causing this young boy to go into violent, violent contortions. And you could tell everybody was in shock on this video as we viewed the video after the deliverance. It was amazing. They had never seen anything like it. Nobody moved. Nobody knew what to do, though. So I went up to the boy and continued to command the demons to submit to Jesus Christ. Now several Christian workers assisted me as we dealt with two demons this night that had invaded his body. For over an hour, we battled the two demons that were intent on staying inside of this teenager. During this public exorcism, the youth gathered around us and assisted us in rebuking the devil. Now, the enthusiasm was intense. And this is what I'm trying to get at. When you step out by faith and you start dealing with demons in public, in whatever, irregardless of the setting, but you do it in front of other people, the enthusiasm will be contagious. Everybody will be excited. 
and is that is that not what I just read at the beginning of the broadcast? In Acts chapter eight, when Philip had traveled down to to a city in Samaria, and while he was performing great miracles, when he was casting out evil spirits and healing the sick, it is recorded in verse eight there was great joy in their city. When you're involved in public deliverance, there'll be great joy. Joy will take place. And on this night in Blankenheim, Germany, the enthusiasm was intense. And I noticed that the demons reacted violently every time they saw me with God's word. Every time. So I would use God's word against the invading spirits. I would open up God's word, and they would be blinded to its spiritual light. At other times, the demons grew weaker as I motioned the scriptures, God's word, motioned the sword, the scriptures, towards them. They submitted to the power of the sacred word of God. Does not the author of Hebrews in, in, the, in chapter 4 tells us that the word of God, that the word of God is sharper than any double-edged sword. It's a powerful, it's sharper than any sword. I'm speaking of the spiritual. It does something. Pick up the Bible by faith. Place the Bible in your body, even now. Here in this makeshift studio, in my home, as I'm speaking to you, I picked up the Holy Bible that I have on this table. I picked it up and placed it on my heart, and I could feel its presence. It's powerful. It's a weapon. It's a spirit. It's not going to hurt me because I love God's Word. But it's going to hurt a demon because a demon doesn't love God's Word. In fact, a demon hates God's Word, and it affects them deeply, for it is sharper than any double-edged sword. In the book of Jeremiah... It's ref- the word is referred to as a hammer, as a fire. It could burn evil spirits. It could crush them. Use it as a hammer against evil spirits. I, I ever, nearly every night I have my Bible with me, even when I sleep. Very close by, right next to me. I often keep the Bible open. There's something about an opened Bible. The light that comes off is I I have the book opened, the holy book open right now in front of me. There's something beautiful about having a Bible. Having a Bible. Now, my friends, if you're listening to this broadcast, and if you don't have a Bible, I want you to email me tonight at j j y at j bartlett dot o r g j j y at j bartlett dot o r g and, and and let me know. Say, Jay, I don't have a Bible. I'll send you a New Testament. I'll send you some scriptures for free. So you might have a Bible. So you might have the scriptures. You could hold it, carry it. I have the Bible. Even in my car, I have a Bible. In the car. Wherever I go, I try to keep the scriptures close by. There's something... We know it's the Holy Word of God. 
There's something special, unique about the word, the presence of the physical word as you as you just touch the Bible, as you turn its pages, as you read it. It's comforting. It's powerful. It's mysterious. It's mystical. But the fact is, it is a weapon. And on this night in Blankenheim, I use God's word. Now, we, we discovered there were two evil spirits within him. One was named insult, and the other was named jealousy. Now, it's, now it's important. You may be saying, how do you know that there was two evil spirits? Well, they spoke to me. They had two different names. <clears throat> I often tell people when I'm teaching deliverance, that's important to, to, to get to the bottom of how many evil spirits are within the body. If you're ministering to somebody, you need to find that out. Is it not recorded in Mark chapter 16 that Mary Magdalene had seven demons? In Mark chapter 5, Jesus dealt with somebody who had thousands of demons. In Acts chapter 16, it's recorded that the Apostle Paul dealt with a spirit of divination. A slave girl that just had one spirit. So somebody can have, obviously, one spirit, or they can have seven, or they can have thousands. I've literally dealt with individuals that have had hundreds of thousands, millions of evil spirits within their bodies and souls. Think about that for a moment. When I started out this ministry, as God called me, empowered by the Holy Spirit, if I came across somebody that had 40 or 50, I thought that was unusually high. Fast forward 20 years, now I come across people all the time who have thousands of evil spirits. What has happened? Well, we're accelerating to the end of days. We're accelerating to the coming of Jesus Christ. We're accelerating to the appearing appearance of the beast, of the Antichrist, the false prophet, the armies that will join the Antichrist to fight God's people. We're coming to the conclusion of the, of the time as we know it. So evil spirits are running rampant. Now the fact is, evil spirits have always been on this, on this planet, but many nations have been protected by God's grace, His mercy, because the country's has historically honored, honored God and honored his word. I know I could speak as, an, as somebody who lives here in, in the United States of America. For many years, this is an imperfect nation, has many, many problems. But for many years, for many generations, this was a nation that honored God, that honored his word. And God blessed this land because we did honor his word. We honored prayer. We honored righteousness, but not so anymore. We truly live in North America in a post-Christian age. That's just a fact. Christians are a vast minority. And the fact is, because this country has turned its back on the living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, this has allowed more evil spirits that were previously hindered from coming to this country because of God's protective barrier over this nation 
Now gateways have been opened, large portals, spiritual portals, doorways, gateways, however you want to use the term, have been opened to this country. More powerful spirits have been able to access this country like never before. And as a result of their access, there's many more evil spirits and many stronger evil spirits. And obviously, because of the Christian heritage, because of the historical influence that America's had upon the world in the area of, of, of the gospel, this country has been targeted, as many other nations that have had a Christian heritage, a history in Christianity, such as some of the countries in Europe. And we're seeing that here in the United States and in Canada where now the demons have targeted this land, they're wanting to dominate. They're about, they're prideful beings. They're wanting to take over this land. They're wanting to demonize masses of people. Masses. Mass numbers on this land. And they have. This land has experienced an extraordinary, staggering amount of, of demonization. And many people are severely demonized like never before in this land. Sure, this country's always had demonized people, but not to the extent that it's experiencing at this very hour as I'm speaking to you. Now, many of our listeners live in the United States, but then we have also many listeners in Europe, in Africa, in Australia, in Asia, in Central, in South America, in the islands. Each each country of this world has their demonic issues and demonic problems. But something is happening in Europe and in, in America specifically. They're being targeted by demonic, systematically by demonic forces. That's why we're seeing greater amounts of demons in, invading people's lives. Now on this night, in Blankenheim... We just dealt with two. But it's important to, when you're doing a deliverance to find out, to command the demons to tell you how many, how many are within their bodies, within the bodies of their victims. And they'll tell you there's 20 of them. There's 50, 100, 200. They will tell you. We discover there was two, insult and jealousy. Though the boy didn't understand English, I did notice that at times the demons understood my commands in English. The demons took the boy over and put him into a trance-like state. They would speak to me and reveal the rights they were holding on to. Now, for over an hour, I battled these demonic spirits with the assistance of all the youth. And that was beautiful to see, to see the young people get involved. I mean, that just, that fires me up when I see the young people, the younger generations rising up to the challenge before them. And dealing with evil spirits. We need more. My friends were speaking of a of a day where there's mass demonization. We need the young people to consecrate their lives to God and be willing to to make a difference, to dare to, to be different for the cause of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And perhaps God's touching you. As you're listening to my voice, God is touching you. God is speaking to you. God is setting you apart for his purposes. I want you to respond to him and say yes like the Blessed Virgin Mary. When she was called upon by the Lord 
to bear the Son of God. She gave her fiat. She gave her yes. I want you to give the Lord your yes and say, yes, I will follow you, Lord. I will serve you, Lord. I will cast out evil spirits, Lord. I will lay my life down before you, Jesus. This is something I had to do very early on in my life. Lay down my life for Jesus Christ. Be willing to die for him if necessary. I want you. God will anoint you and empower you with the fire of the Holy Spirit of the living God. The Holy Spirit of the living God. If you just open up your life right now, just call upon Jesus. Jesus, save me. Empower me. Fill me, O God, with your Holy Spirit. With the fire of the living God inside of my heart. To do great wonders in your name. To cast out evil spirits. To heal the sick. To raise the dead. God will use you, my friend. I can promise you that. It was beautiful in that night in Blankenheim. The youth who got involved. I mean, it's refreshing to see the body of Christ stand unified against the forces of hell. I saw that recently in my trip to India. Where each and every night, hundreds and hundreds of people would be begging for prayer. I mean, I would literally be nearly crushed by the group of people. All around me, they would gather around me, seeking prayer for deliverance and healing. And it was great to see the body of Christ united against the powers of Satan. Now, when the church, when the church stands its ground, the enemy has no chance. Has no chance in the world in defeating us. And on this night in Blankenheim, the prayers are weakening the demons, resolve, and victory. We said, hey, now I want to share with you what happened at the end of this deliverance. I'll be right back after this brief intermission.
is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, the supernatural, Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. That evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus, brought to Jesus, all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door. And Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons. At the whole, the whole town was gathered at the door. That's what the scripture says in Mark 1. The whole town gathered at the door. I mean, it was evening. After sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. I'm going to bring you, all you who are sick, all those of you who are demon-possessed, to Jesus tonight. To the one who is crucified. The one who shed blood. The one who loves and adores you. The one who cares so much for you. The one who, the Savior who hung on the tree, the cross, who shed that precious holy blood who rose again from the dead who's coming back again very very soon I'm going to bring you to him tonight Father in heaven in the name of Jesus I thank you for my dear friends who are listening in throughout the world thank you for each of their families Lord comfort them oh God your love your goodness your grace your mercy upon them tonight and in the authority of Jesus, I speak to those evil spirits. I speak to those evil spirits tormenting them. They're hindering them. Vexing them with sicknesses and diseases. I take authority over those evil spirits in the authority of Jesus Christ. And I command you, evil spirit, to let go. Let go in the name of Jesus. Let go of these precious people. Come out. Go. Come out in the name of Jesus. Lift off 
your torment. Go, go to that pit in the name of Jesus Christ. Go. Come out of their minds. Come out of their bodies in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Now, Holy Spirit, fill them. Fill them with your presence. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Last half hour, I was sharing with you my experiences in Blankenheim, Germany, where my wife and I conducted exorcisms and deliverances During one late night youth rally, we encountered a 15-year-old teenager that had demons that manifested spirits while I was praying. And during this exorcism, the demons reacted very violently. But I'm here to give you a victory report. Yes, there was loud shrieks in Blankenheim. And yes, the demons violently twisted this young boy's body, and at times it took five different men to restrain him. The demons shrieked and groaned. However, we knew God was in control, and that victory was at hand. And after about an hour or so, we were eventually able to drive these evil spirits that surfaced out of him as he repented and renounced the sins of anger as a result of being insulted. And the sin of jealousy, the things that open up this, the spirits of insult and jealousy to enter his body in the first place. It was a modern day miracle happening right before the eyes of all those who came to the meeting in Blankenheim. Yes, there was loud shrieks in Blankenheim, but this boy was set free by the power of Jesus Christ, and there was great joy in that city. And I brought this teenager on the platform after his deliverance. I mean, he literally stumbled for a few moments because he was—he felt so much lighter. He was just overjoyed. He gave glory to Jesus Christ who delivered him from the evil that was oppressing him. And we all rejoice in God's goodness. And this teenager's testimony impacted so many. And after this testimony, I shared a few more words of encouragement. Nearly everyone in the room prayed, dedicating themselves himself or herself, to God after this public display of God's power of the devil. That's why there needs to be public deliverance. The public needs to see that Jesus Christ is more powerful than the powers of, of Satan. Don't be scared, church. Don't be, don't be scared. Don't be afraid, church. Did not Jesus promise, the Lord Jesus Christ, didn't he not promise that he would build his church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. Did he not promise that? Of course he did. Don't be afraid. Go out in the name of Jesus. Cast out evil spirits in public. I mean, it's incredible to see this young boy being delivered. I mean, this was, I mean it was 11 to 12 o'clock at night. Nobody laughed. All these young people wanted to participate in this exorcism. It was incredible to see the response to the call for total commitment to Jesus Christ. And I call you to commitment to Jesus Christ. You need to be saved. You need to surrender to the Lord. So the next morning in Blankenheim, I was invited to address the Sunday morning church service at, to a packed sanctuary. The people had heard about the miracle and wanted to see what this miracle was all about. After preaching a very strong message, I began to pray over the people. And I began to walk down the aisle, and the Holy Spirit directed me to a young boy, about 11 years of age, 
that was being afflicted by evil spirits. I mean, he confessed that while he was while while I was praying, a strange voice was screaming in his head, tormenting him. So I brought the boy up to the front, and I led the body of Christ in a prayer to rebuke the enemy from oppressing this boy. The church responded forcefully, and the demons ceased their attacks, and many more were publicly delivered. I mean, this response was amazing. People were being saved, delivered from demons. I mean, this small town in the heart of Germany, in Blankenheim, had never seen anything like this before and was amazed by the power of God. And what was exciting is we were able to videotape these exorcisms and these messages and, and people testifying to the power of Jesus Christ. It was translated in German. And these videos have been distributed throughout the land, throughout Germany. And many lives have been changed. People have been set free and saved by the videos. And the body of Christ was strengthened and equipped to deal with demons. And the following, in the following days after Blankenheim, we drove back to Castle where we continued the ministry. I was a special guest on a local television program. And I shared the great deliverances we had witnessed in Blankenheim. And after the television taping, in, in the studio, an older gentleman in the studio audience requested prayer. And this poor soul was being so terribly afflicted by demons, even while I was being interviewed. So I commanded the demon to leave his body. And the demon laughed instantaneously through his back. I mean, the man testified that when I was telling the demons to leave, it, it could feel him leave his back. This German was set free by the power of Jesus Christ. And we battled many other demons on this trip to Germany. But Jesus was victorious wherever we traveled to. Though the demons shrieked in Blankenheim, there was an even greater shout of praise. As God's people experience the power of his son Jesus rescuing those and the devil's grip. This is what excites me. Seeing the power of Jesus Christ setting people free, healing hearts, healing bodies. And tonight, Jesus will heal you. Jesus will heal you. Whatever affliction, disease, sickness you may have, the nail-scarred hands, the crown of thorns, the blood. The blood can conquer the sickness. The blood can conquer the disease. The blood can conquer the curse. The blood can, con can conquer that demon that torments you. Call upon the name of Jesus and you shall be delivered, saved, and healed. Right now you could do that. There's more I want to share tonight. I'll be right back after this brief intermission. Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with the Challenge for Jesus Freaks. 
from the voice of the martyrs. The Bible tells how Jesus suffered on his way to the cross. I offered my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting. Another passage describes the scene on Calvary. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. These vivid accounts of Jesus' death are not from the New Testament. They're from Isaiah, written prophetically more than 600 years before Christ was born. For more from the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. encourage you to make plans this coming Saturday. I will be in in the Washington, D.C. Uh, area. And if you just go to my website, jbartlett.org, you'll find all the details on this meeting. It's going to be at the Hampton Inn Suites. We have a conference room reserved. The Saturday service starts at 4 p.m. No child care provided, but we welcome you to come. So you might be set free from evil spirits. That's August the 18th. August the 19th, Sunday, in Waco, Texas. Sunday service starts at 5 p.m. Church of the Cross, public deliverance mission at the Homewood Suites board meeting room. No child care provided, but we are wanting to meet with you. These are two exciting. Now, we have meetings in New York City planned, in Buffalo, New York, in Quebec, Montreal, Quebec, which, by the way, it's the largest French-speaking country outside of Paris in the world. We'll be there to minister. And we have meetings in Los Angeles and San Francisco plan. Go to jbartlett.org. Get all the information there. If you, if you need more information, feel free to email me at j at jbartlett.org. That's jay at jbartlett.org. I bless you, my friends, and you are my friends. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. 